1: what is
2: up football fans this is danny austin this is the live from the 55 podcast um that is my attempt to do be consistent with my intro i say what is up football fans it makes it makes everyone feel feel happy and involved so um here we are guys we're here in calgary alberta canada we are in our Marta loop studios uh nation network studios here to talk about some cfl and what a week it has been uh it honestly feels like it was an hour ago that i was sitting here with ian busby trying just to sort of survive and break down an absolutely wild ottawa red blocks overtime win over the calgary stampeders on sunday now we're back and we're looking forward to a slate of games that uh includes touchdown atlantic um between the saskatchewan rough riders in toronto argonauts in halifax on saturday that is a big deal for some i'm not gonna last it's not a particularly big deal to me i think it's great that Fans do like, like, in At- Atlantic Canada, not Atlanta, Canada. That would be a whole different thing. I'd um, love it if we went down to Atlanta once a year for, for a game. Uh, tour of the Coca-Cola factory. Think CNN is down there. I don't know. We get to probably check out some good hip-hop. Anyways, Atlanta, Canada, thrilled for them that they get to watch a game. Uh, doesn't make a whole lot of difference to me where an away game is played. Um, but, you know, it's a big marketing thing eventually someone will explain to me how we're gonna have a cfl team in halifax with no stadium doesn't seem to make sense to me but halifax is one of my favorite places went to school there would love to see them have a team would love to you know once a year be able to go to halifax and watch some football that would be that would be cool so anyways that is touchdown atlanta Atlantic, not atlanta man what what a mistake uh anyways good slate of games otherwise hamilton ottawa i really think ottawa has a chance to stabs himself as sort of an elite cfl team one of the top four beat hamilton only a four and three i like it they beat calgary they beat winnipeg the week before at some point we just got to respect you and that's kind of how i'm feeling about the ottawa Redblacks. and that also brings up a, an interesting question are they the fourth best team in the league if they are who's the fifth best because if you want to tell me it's montreal and if montreal beats calgary on sunday i think i'd probably have montreal as number five that means three of the top five teams in the the CFL are from the East, because I would definitely have Toronto and Ottawa and then and potentially Montreal. Is the East as good as the West for the first time in many a moon? Um, I think it might be. I don't really think it might be. I'm trolling a little bit, but I I think that we're at that point where if we look around, you know, Toronto is is right now the front runner, the best team in the league, they're the defending champion. We've seen Ottawa beat two elite West teams back to back. And then Montreal has a chance. I mean, Montreal, you know, they're on a bit of a losing streak. I'm not sure I'm that sold. But when you look at the other teams in the West, it's definitely not Edmonton. They're definitely not number five. Um, You know, the Riders have a lot of convincing to do. We have Britton Gray on, by the way. I'm supposed to introduce our guests, but um, I will do that in just a second. But yes, the Riders have questions of quarterback. You know, I don't think they've been playing particularly well recently. So, you could tell me Montreal's above them if Montreal beats Calgary. And then, Calgary, I mean, they're two and four. They lost to Ottawa. If they lose to Montreal, they're not ahead of Montreal. So, yeah, I think it's possible that three of the top five teams are in the East right now. It's wild. This may all come crashing down. On Sunday, I may be sitting in this very podcast studio saying, Wow, I'm an idiot. Um, maybe some of you are saying that now. I can't speak to that. But we have a fun show. Guys, I'm excited. Um, first up, we have Britton Gray from C. Jamie in regina um honestly britain is one of my favorite people um is is really building something there in in regina and has a lot to say and we do of course take a little bit of a of a rider's look here it's been a couple weeks since we've done that um hasn't been that long to be fair but um it's been long enough and and i've already chatted with him i'm doing this intro after There's a little bit behind the scenes inside baseball. Um, and then, all things being equal, I'm pretty sure we got Sean Lemon popping in. Just signed with the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, I know there were a lot of people who were wondering if he might come back to Calgary. Um, what happens if James Vodders um, gets hurt a day or two earlier? Do we see Sean Lemon in Stan Peter's uniform? I'm curious what he has to say about that. Um, instead, James Waters goes down. My understanding is it's out for the season. And the Stamps pull off a trade to bring Ja'Garrett Davis back. Um, guy plays in the Grey Cup every year. Won a Grey Cup here in Calgary in 2018. Uh, one of the good guys in the league. I think everyone loves Jagar, so it's great to see him back, while also too bad to see James Vodder's hurt. Um, that's sort of been the big story around Calgary these last couple of days, as far as the Stamps go. So um going to be fascinated to have Lemon on, because I think he's I mean, he's not he's on the periphery of the story. But I'm curious. He plays Calgary this weekend. What's he got to say? Anyways, we're going to get to the get to the show, get to Britain first here, and then Sean. But do um, you want to shout out our sponsor, Fraser and Fig. I talk about these guys every week. Every week, I got another person saying, Danny, when are you going to eat charcuterie on air? I think you guys are all pulling my leg, but that's okay. Um, if you don't know, Fraser and Fig, man, they're up here in Martelloup. I, I brought some Fraser and Fig to a picnic. They do delicious elevated charcuterie. Uh, these boxes, you know these spreads. You got fresh artisanal provisions. They call it on-demand grazing. Pickup or delivery. You can do either. Um, anyways, honestly, it's all local, it's all artisanal. They got four sizes, one for every occasion. Like, yeah, just get a little one. Just the two of us. Just figured, hey, we'll split a tricky box. It was a hit. But you can get bigger. You got to, you can you get a whole party size. Um, that's what I'm gonna get with John Bender. You can buy his man Cammy Kepke wants in. So um, fresh and figs, man. All their boxes, they come with meat, cheese, dried fruit. Fresh fruit, nuts, olives, pickles, and carrots. Uh, there's no one I'd rather do an ad read for than Fraser and Fig. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Their selections do vary month to month. So choices, you, you can switch it up. You, you've had one. You might not have had them all. Try it out, Fraser and Fig. We appreciate them. Thank you. All right, let's get to brynn Gray. Here we go. brynn thank you for coming back on the show so much. Let me ask you, um, how is life in in Regina? It's
0: great. It, it is hot out right now. We're in like the low to mid 30s, probably even hotter. And once you get down to the field level at Mosaic Stadium during practice, it's even hotter down there. So real hot. That's why the hat's staying on today. The hair's a little uh, oh. a little bit of a mess.
2: <laughs> I'm like pretty much I think I've been on once without a hat, but it's just like it's understood. I'm 39. Once I put on a hat for the day, <laughs> it stays on like I can't take it off. Um, what do you guys do? in vagina like what what's your way of cooling down i mean here we have the rivers so that's what we try to do um is there a lake you go jump in
0: uh no no uh, we got some pools around you know Sick. some splash parks get get out some ice cream no no lakes to go or a lazy river to go floating down though and uh do not recommend people going to lascana lake dude. <laughs> that is uh, no. not what i would ever venture into
2: i i love walking around that though it is one of my I wake up on a Saturday morning with the game Saturday afternoon. I go for a nice – I do go for a nice walk around the lake. Um, I missed being in Regina a couple of weeks ago. It made me very sad not to be there. Um, let me ask you, uh, what's going on with the Riders? Like, What's, what's the storyline right now? Is it still just quarterback?
0: I mean, it's partly quarterback, but now it's starting to build around the future of Craig Dickinson and how long he maybe is lasting in the spot because it just – Every game so far this year, there's been about two to three moments where you kind of don't understand why he's doing that. It doesn't work. If if it was working, all the power to him, then OK, do whatever crazy things you want to do. But it's not. So there's been a lot more pressure on this coaching staff to come out with a good game plan against the Toronto and score some touchdowns, which they haven't even been able to do with early Trevor Harris outside of that game against Winnipeg. So the pressure is starting to build there more because I think Mason Fine, a lot of people like him. He hasn't made those big mistakes during the regular season where you're like, get this guy out of here. He can't play. So it's going to be interesting to see how these next few weeks kind of unfold because tough to go against BC in your first start. Tough to go against Toronto in Halifax for your second start. That game three against Ottawa has always been the one that I'm kind of like, let's see what he can do there against a team that isn't one of the top two teams in the CFL right now.
2: For sure. Although Ottawa's beaten Winnipeg and Calgary back to back. They're not, they're not easy anymore. Um, That's, that's for sure that they're not easy, but yeah, I I agree with you. It's just so weird. I, I saw so much criticism of the way that Mason fine was sort of used against BC and, I mean, it's just one of those things where I don't want to be a football coach, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. like It's What's the alternative is just sort of risk the turnovers. You know what I mean? I, I don't see. I,
0: and I would I would like that. I would like to see them push that down the field and let him kind of sling it. Right. It's what they've I've always said my biggest criticism of Mason Fine. And I've been I've been critical of him so far. It's not that I think he's bad. It's that I think he's good. But is he great? I haven't seen the flashes of greatness that we've, we, we seen with Dustin crumb, right? Dustin crumb throughout two games in his starts has kind of shown that he can elevate a team. He can be trusted on to go down and score when needed. And Mason fine. Hasn't proven that quite yet. He's good. He can come in. I don't think he'll make the mistake that will lose you a game, but can he elevate the team around him to beat a team? They're not supposed to beat, like, like Winnipeg or someone.
2: It's so interesting because he nearly did against the Stampeders, right? I mean, I know it was mm-hmm. only a couple of drives and there's probably a little bit of luck involved, probably a little bit of really yeah. bad defense by the Stampeders. But, you know, in those moments, and I, I had Jamie on after the game and Jamie was just like, yeah, no, he, you're giving him too much credit. But, um, you know, from an outsider's perspective, I was like, all right, there's something there. Um, but there's just so much pressure on, like in Saskatchewan in particular, it feels like. Um, Mm-hmm. And there was always going to be a spotlight on the coaching staff, which I mean I don't know how particularly fair I think it is. Like I'm not in there. I'm not going to tell Riders fans how to feel. Like that that that's ridiculous. But, um, you know if Jake Mayer went down, and I'm not saying Jake Mayer has been exceptional, but like the Stamps would be in real trouble if they had to go with their backup. It just feels sort of inevitable uh, that unless you're basically Ottawa, yeah. when your starter goes down, you're in trouble. That's the Seattle. I, I, I think.
0: And that's part of the issue of kind of being in Saskatchewan is that, yeah, there's all this pressure on you because it, they're the team, right? We've always talked about it. They're, they're Saskatchewan's only professional franchise. So there is more pressure on them because sure. they're, they're they're a thing. And another thing that's working against Mason Fine is that there are two other backups who people really like, who they want to see more of. A Jake Dolagala has a big arm and we've seen him flash a little bit and, and stuff in the limited time we've seen him. Shea Patterson used to play quarterback at Michigan. He was a a highly touted prospect in college. He played really well, hasn't translated to the pros yet, but he's another guy who fans just want to see what they have because, like I said, Mason Fine hasn't fully emerged as a guy who in the playoffs can win right now. We haven't seen that special flash yet.
2: Why is Dolagala? like I hear so much about him, but know nothing like this is me acknowledging my ignorance here. Like speak to me like a a third grader. Like, why are people so excited about him?
0: (laughs) I mean, he's six foot seven. So he kind of looks like that pro quarterback. Right. And his ability to get the ball down the field, like he can throw 40, 50 yards with a flick of the wrist. And when you watch him in practice and what really uh, I think separates him from some of these other guys is those little five to seven yard out routes. The ball is there right away. It has zip on it. It gets there super fast. Mason Fine and some other guys, like it takes a little longer to just get there. And, and But he has that zip on the ball because he has such a big arm, which is what I think has a lot of people excited about Jake Dolagala. His arm strength has been apparent. It comes down to the decision-making. Does he make the right decisions at the right time? Is he ready to take over a professional team as well, personality-wise, huddle-wise? Those are stuff. The coaches know more than we'll know during watching practice, right? They kind of get the feel for it. But that's why everyone's excited about Jake Dolagala because he has the arm strength to make any throw in the CFL. He has surprising mobility. It might shock you how quick he is when he does get out of the pocket. And it's just kind of that, that unknown because he's never been really given the shot because he started last year in the COVID game. Right after Touchdown Atlantic, actually, the Riders got COVID, had to deal with it. And so Jake was kind of forced into his first start, not really fully prepared with a bunch of backup receivers, backup offensive linemen. Like it, it wasn't a fair shot to him. So I think that's why people want to see what he can do with a true first team offense around him.
2: Does touchdown Atlantic, like, does it, is there any added value? Like, obviously the stamps haven't played in my time covering me in any of these Atlantic games, but like, are are people in Saskatchewan like, great that we're playing in atlanta canada like does it add anything to the experience i
0: I mean i don't know if it adds anything for people here but i mean a lot of rider fans probably will make that trip it's a good reason to get out to the maritimes right go see halifax check it out cheer on the riders a little bit but I, i don't think it's like anything truly special out here like it is for the fans out there it's kind of like they were the home team last year, but could you really count that as a home game? Not really. So
2: no. And like, I feel bad talking about it because it is just sort of grumpy and cynical on my part. (laughs) And it's like, I'm so happy for everyone who gets a, you want to take your vacation around a CFL game, go to Halifax. Great. I went to school there. One of the great cities, incredible spot. Of course, I'm happy that there's a game there. Um, of course I'm happy for the fans in Halifax who who got the chance to see hopefully a great great CFL product. It's just like I don't care. And <laughs> like there's yeah. just there's so much marketing energy that goes towards it where it's like it's not the team that I cover. I don't get to go. Um and I know again I'm just being grumpy and cynical and I shouldn't be. I should just let let people be happy. Um I mean
0: it's a great marketing opportunity. You're right. And that's kind of why they get the riders there, right? They're, they're kind of the team where no matter where you seem to go, there's always rider fans. And I think that's helping kind of drive people out there. Try and really, obviously they want to create the, uh, the fever around there to eventually get a team out there. They want to show prospective owners that you can be successful. You can bring people out. Look what we're doing with these teams, Toronto and Saskatchewan. Now, who's to say that if they got someone else in there, is there as many traveling fans? I don't know, but no. that's why it feels like Saskatchewan's kind of being picked right now is because they kind of can bring fans wherever they are in the, in the country.
2: Oh, that That is why they're being picked. And it's why it's a good. pick. Yeah. Um, of course, of course they should be doing the riders. Um, and now that I'm not traveling, like I don't care if it's a stampede. Like it's like <laughs> when I was traveling, I would have loved it to be. Yeah. And it, again, it matters now. I won't spend too much time on this, but it only matters so much as, like, it's it's great that potential owners see that. The potential owners are still going to ask where the stadium is, um, yeah. and the answer is <laughs> not wherever running. that goes. Yes. Um. So, you know, get the $100 million that you need to build the stadium, and then I'll believe that there's a team in Halifax. Do you have any expectation of the Riders putting up a good fight against the Argos?
0: I I mean, it's pro football, so every week I go in with, hey, a puncher's chance, right? You never know who might shock someone. I mean, Edmonton nearly shocked Winnipeg until Winnipeg eventually pulled away there. But it's just so tough with how good that defense is, how good Chad Kelly has been playing. And like I said, with Mason Fine, where's the elevation of the team around you, where you lead them to a win, not that you need them to kind of help you get to a win? And, And so that's where my hesitancy is. I, I just want to see a touchdown. This team cannot afford to go another week without a touchdown because then the calls start to get real heated for a new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, head coach. If for a second week in a row, the offense kind of sputters. Like, like against uh, BC, I think it was seven of their drives, they started at their own 50 or better, and you only put up nine points. That that cannot happen in pro football if you ever want to win again.
2: No. And I mean, it was Alford who kept them in the game against Calgary, right? I mean, obviously the offense came alive at the end and they, they deserve credit for that, but it, if Alford doesn't run two back, they are out of that game by the time the fourth quarter starts.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even with (laughs) Trevor Harris, it was kind of, when we look back, it was the same conservative type offense we saw against BC. So, they did, that was clearly the game plan. That's where they feel they need to win. Now, part of that is playing a part of the injuries. The Riders O-line has once again had to deal with a bunch. They a bunch of wide receivers around. There was a time where you looked at the Riders six game injured list and they had a, a starting caliber five on there for oh. around the <laughs> CFL. So as some of these guys get healthy, we'll see if that kind of opens things up a bit more. But I need to see at least some longer drives put together for this offense to start being like, okay, maybe Mason Fine is the right guy to do this.
2: I mean, it's one of the, the things that were we saw this weekend in, in Calgary was it wasn't just that the stamps had three turnovers, which ended drives quickly and got the defense back on the field. They also had like their touchdowns were all awesome. I mean, they were like they were big play, long pass, but like Mark and Michelle, I believe it was the first play of the drive, it was for ninety-five. So The defense had just gotten off the field, needed some rest, and couldn't. And that ends up catching up with you at the end of the game. You need those long, sustained 12-play drives, um, no matter who you are in the CFL, no matter how good your defense is. Um, And, yeah, it's got me. Who is – if you – I just love tossing this stuff out there. If you had to do your own internal power rankings, who's number four right now?
0: number four I I think I really like what's kind of building in Ottawa right now they're kind of the team that's like that's kind of growing and they just beat Calgary and now we'll see if they can sustain that but this week right now I think Ottawa you give the slight edge to but Calgary's right right around there right now as well they they have been playing better football as of late
2: for sure they just make big mistakes and I mean I'm partially doing this trolling like of course <laughs> and i'm not saying like who are my gray cup favorites because i don't think i would have ottawa as number four i'm just saying who right now mm-hmm. and i don't actually know what the question is but it's just your power ranking thing who's who's your top four who's your top five and my thing is i think montreal will beat calgary this weekend at which point three of the top five are eastern teams and it's like is for the first time in probably my adult life, is there an argument that the East is better than the West? I mean, right now,
0: we'll see, like, a Dustin Crumb. we'll see if he can kind of continue yeah. to capture this lightning in the bottle. We'll see Montreal kind of, they've kind of been, if they lose to Calgary, if they beat Calgary, different story, but who they've kind of had to face the top teams in the league and they haven't been able to beat them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's kind of, the league is in kind of a weird spot with kind of, there's a lot of teams who I'm still trying to gauge about if this team is a great cup contender or, or a team that might miss playoffs. There are teams I can make the argument for both cases.
2: Yeah. And I think that there's just, there's that clump basically of Ottawa, Calgary, Montreal, and, and probably the riders in there. Like that honestly on any given day, I think any of them could be any of them. It's a great place
1: for the league to to be in to be perfectly honest Mm -hmm. with you but like we saw planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. Uh, the Riders and the
2: Stamps split games. The Red Blacks and the Stamps split their games. Um, we'll see with the Alouettes. Again, the problem is like I've covered this team long enough to just like the Stampeders play terribly in, in Montreal. And I know that I can't like hold the sins of 2018 against this current group, but I've just, I've seen it enough. I've been there in Montreal. I've been there when they've gone to bed early. I've get, been there when I'm pretty sure they went to bed late and it just doesn't seem to work in Montreal. So, um, and then the stamps just have a brutal August. So like, there's a possibility that the stamps are are going to look really, really bad going into labor day and then might be able to go on a nice run. But, I, I'm sure you guys feel it a little bit in, in, in Saskatchewan. It's like when they're playing one of the East teams, it's now significant because like, I don't know if the crossover is in play or not. So yeah, like the, the stamps actually need and as do the riders to be beating these teams that might be the third place team in the East.
0: Yeah, exactly. And when we kind of also are also kind of looking towards Labor Day, the riders have a bye week right before the Labor Day classic, but you, like they have a game against Ottawa at home and also in Ottawa looking like they could beat anyone in the CFL. They have a trip to Montreal, which same case the riders, for whatever reason, they head out to Montreal and they. we, s- to we have our suspicions, we have our, <laughs> we our, have suspicions. our suspicions, but th- that's a tough road trip. And then I think you got BC again. And I like, say, so you got Winnipeg coming up. Like we look at this next stretch, they could go 0-8 and you'd be like, well, sure that's some tough competition all of a sudden which is great for the league it's great that we don't have like toronto's undefeated but they don't feel like unbeatable like the bombers kind of felt over the past few seasons which is great for the league which is excitement and we're seeing it by more people tuning in a lot more kind of fantastic finishes because the league is close right now it really is
2: yeah and it's it's interesting because it's been presented and and the quarterback question has been, oh, they're not, you're not developing young quarterbacks. And to be honest, like I think it it stinks that Mazzoli is down, that Harris is down. I, my heart broke when I thought Vernon Adams Jr. was going to be out for a while. Like that's bad news because I don't know that there's the depth, but like this is leading to to some parity. Um, like it's been a, it's been a, this has been a more fun season than than I can remember. And especially I go back to like the COVID season in 2021 where it felt like every game was just like what 20 to 19 yeah. but not a fun 2019 like it was <laughs> um so yeah i'm i am really enjoying it it's just i honestly like the team i cover the team you cover it's it's weird to just not really know i'm sure you're feeling that i just don't know what they are at all
0: yeah exactly it's weird that well, this will be game seven for the riders we where- and we still kind of are still trying to figure out if this team can be a contender or if they miss the playoffs. It's fun. And speaking of developing quarterbacks, like those injuries suck. Absolutely. The league is better to have those QBs in them, but you never know who emerges. And we're starting like Dustin Crumb pre- presents an interesting guy who kind of is he, is this just kind of a lightning in a bottle or can he develop into a great CFL quarterback? Yep. Uh, who knows? Like, Mason Fine, maybe he does, or one of these other rider backups. Who knows who's the next guy to get their shot and emerge as kind of – the quarterback class in the CFL It's getting older. Zach, Bo, Trevor Harris, like those are all guys who are in their 30s. This league really needs to find some exciting young quarterbacks to build around.
2: And I will say that, I mean, like I thought Crum, getting to see him up close, um, I did love the way he was coached. It was It was very impressive the way – they, they didn't really have him going taking huge risks um but he can manage the pocket and when he did need to take those shots he made them it was it was amazing and but you look at Chad Kelly i know chad Kelly's not young people keep getting mad at me for saying that he's young and i'm like guys just leave me alone um, <laughs> <laughs> um but then i look at guys like alford I, I i i do think there is a lot of it might not be the quarterbacks right now but I think we're seeing guys flash in a way that even a couple of years ago we weren't getting as much of.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it's starting to really feel like kind of the lost season. The effects of it aren't really as apparent anymore now that we're a couple seasons back. Everyone's had some full training camps. The scouting staffs have been able to get back into full college university scouting, and you're starting to see the the talent emerge again. Now it's a matter of can the CFL like market itself around these players. That's really something I still want to see from the league. It's let's get these players forefront. If Chad Kelly doesn't go to the NFL, which like we mentioned, he, he's not exactly young. I'm not sure what the hunger for an NFL team to bring him in exactly is. Won't know until the off season, but if you could build around him as kind of the next face of the CFL, at least that could happen for the next five years. Right. If you have a guy who's young enough to be the face for the next five years.
2: Step one is that I want to be able to click on a player's name and look at their stats. If yes. That, that, <laughs> I don't know if that's marketing. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I really like to see that. Um, it, is week eight. it is week eight. I dream um, of a
0: CFL where I don't have to complain about the stats again. I, I, I dream of it.
2: I know it's, it's, I will say that from like my media perspective, which like at times my, you know, digital persona can be a little bit of a curmudgeon. Um, <laughs> I, uh I get really mad at about it because it's just whenever someone asks me, like an NHL person, they're you're not there. We're missing something. Like they do have stats, right? And I'm like, this is the most embarrassing thing that I've ever had to tell you. But no, I'm devoting my prime professional years to covering a league that doesn't have stats. It's so embarrassing. Yeah,
0: it, it's mind blowing, and it it, it, it like. Fan, it might not matter so much to fans but like for like from our media perspective we need those historical stats we need to be able 100 to look back at other years and we just can't right now we just can't look at a guy's game by game from 2018 and it it makes it infuriating to kind of put into perspective what a guy's doing right now
2: yeah it, it, i mean it it hurts the standard of what all of us are doing as as professional journalists it's brutal um but whatever, there's other good things. We did a lot of positive here. We talked a lot about the positives. Um, yeah, I, I guess my last question, if you were picking one of these games to watch this weekend, you only get one. We're not picking Saskatchewan, Toronto, but I give you Hamilton, Ottawa, which I think is actually really interesting because like, if Ottawa can pull that off, you got to believe. BC, Edmonton, which like, I know you're, maybe you're picking that one. Or Calgary-Montreal, what's the game that you, Bryn Gray, say is must-watch for, for the casual fans who are 45 minutes into a CFL podcast? <laughs> I,
0: I think it uh, it is is Hamilton-Ottawa because we've talked about him already. Dustin Crum is kind of must-watch TV right now because they not only is he winning, it has been exciting games, overtimes, against some really good teams. Winnipeg, Calgary, a good team. And, and so that's kind of intriguing and and, and Calgary Montreal like like that might actually be a very huge game in the standings like you were talking about like the, the crossover all of a sudden might not be a guarantee like it's felt like in previous seasons with how good the east has just been this
2: season I try to keep this sort of talk to where I'm talking about like when I'm talking to other people in Calgary but like if they lose they are two and five and their next four games are Toronto BC Winnipeg Toronto and they are two and five. It is conceivable that the Stampeders are two and nine going into Labor Day, if they lose this game. Like, like think about that. Like, mm-hmm. and it's still conceivable that they could make the playoffs if that happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the Riders—they're in the same boat. Like I said, like and in, in you're staring down zero and eight if this team can't really figure it out because they have a tough uh, schedule for these next few games. <laughs> like that—that that third place spot in the West might come down. Like, might be just. Uh, a a stumbling contest almost to see who kind of ends up
2: there at this point. And like, I don't think that, that either of those teams will, will like do what we just described. I think that they're better than that. I just don't think it's impossible. Like that's the thing. And like, I also do think like Winnipeg is vulnerable right now. I I don't think Winnipeg is the team. I think BC's defense isn't, but you know, we don't, we don't know how long that offense will keep it up. Like the whole West, I have questions about No, bigger mm-hmm. questions about Calgary and Saskatchewan than I do about, but it's fascinating. Like, and maybe I'm just being optimistic about the East and, and pessimistic about the West, but this is a, I just can't remember a season like this.
0: Yeah, it, it's been a while to where you can say that the the East division is right on par with a law of the West right now. And like the, the best team in the CFL is in the East division, <laughs> like the undefeated oh. Argos. So... Intriguing. It, it is better for the CFL, and like I said, you're starting to see some positives. More people tuning in on TV. It seems like Toronto, the the attendance has been good out there this year. It seems like they're really getting some fans to come in, and those those light like, blue jerseys also look really good. I'm really a fan that oh, they did that. So sick. <laughs> so, so good. A, a lot of positives, despite our our negatives about the stats and whatnot. The CFL. Th- this has been actually a very positive season. A step in the right direction.
2: I think we conveyed that. I do. Um, One last question before I go, and this is an actual question that I need your help with. Um, I have to start sort of paying attention to players around the league who might be awards. Is there anyone, rookie-wise, who I really should be watching in, in the Riders and paying attention to?
0: Rookie-wise, uh, it's Adam Corsack, the punter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just because there's not a lot of rookies on this team, first of all, but like he's been among the best punters in, in, in the CFL. He is right up there for net average. It's him and Cody Grace, I think, who are one and two uh, Mm -hmm. up there so like he has come in just really taking over and he's kind of been almost the riders mvp mop almost because of like his ability to kind of flip the field and help out the defense because he, he has been great for them and so that's kind of in terms of rookie of the year i go him because like i said there's not a lot of rookies on this riders team right now
2: amazing okay i will i will watch (laughs) <laughs> um buddy thank you so much anything you want to plug or anything or I, or I can just let you go but um i you are the best and i appreciate having you on here
0: i always appreciate coming on danny we missed you in regina as well
2: no i i really wanted to be there i love <laughs> I, like honestly like it's week after week not being on the road it 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 hurts for different reasons but regina just hurts because of the like the people the, the media meal. And honestly, the hotel Saskatchewan is one of the best hotels in the country. And I love it.
0: Smoked so, old fashions, one
2: of the ex- best. Exactly. Well, thank you, buddy. Really appreciate it. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Um, cool. We can yeah. Um, that was rad. Honestly, it's exactly what yep. I wanted. Just shooting the shit. So um, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. And uh now I'm supposed to have Sean Lemon come on, but with him, it's Complete shit show. I have no idea if he's coming.
0: Fair enough. But I mean, hey, Calgary's going to the gray Cup because they got you Garrett Davis, right? That's how that works now.
2: It's so like, well, yes. Um <laughs> it just that one, that whole thing is such a mess. Like, yeah. Vaters goes down the day, like Lemon called me to be like, oh my god, they're begging me not to sign in Montreal. Which, like, it's Lemon's or who knows, but like I do yeah. believe him. Um and then yeah, this to Dave was like Gary hasn't looked good this year, so it's sort of gonna be fascinating. Yeah, I don't I don't know how it plays out, but it, whatever. Honestly, just bring back all the 2018 Stampeders. Eventually, you bring back Alex Singleton and everyone. <laughs> so um, yeah, but, yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I'll let you go here. Thank you so much. And uh yep. yeah, we'll be talking you. Always. Sean Lemon, newest member of the Montreal Alouettes. How's that? How's that sound to you?
3: <laughs> it sounds good to me, man. I'm excited. Thankful for the opportunity, Uh, just ready to get after it.
2: Um, The Alouettes are right in the mix. How like how big a factor? I know you talked to several teams over the last like month or a little bit. Them coming out like you know coming out right there, two and three right now, but you know in the mix with the rest of the East. How how much does that matter to you?
3: That matters a lot to me. They've been playing good football. I have my eye on them, just uh, watching to see how they uh, attack teams, and you know it's a very explosive offense. Defense hasn't been getting after it, too. So I'm just excited to, you know, add to an already good team.
2: Does it? Do you laugh you've now played for or will have played for eight of the nine teams?
3: <laughs> I, I laugh all the time um, about it. But it's, it's, it's fun to me because, like, not a lot of players can say that they've experienced every city for the most part, you know, the CFL. And, you know, I'm thankful for that, like, I, I look like I told you before. I always look at it like. You know, every team in the league wants me, you know, so yeah. that's just what it is.
2: There's worse landing spots in Montreal, too. I gotta say, that, that's <laughs> a nice city. I don't know how much you've explored it, exactly. but
3: exactly. Like, it's a nice yeah. city. Or I've uh, but, uh, just explored it, you know, walking around and, you know, going to eat at different places so far. So, you know, it's been good. It's been love so far. Nice. And uh,
2: I mean, are you expecting, like, you want to be in there, presumably? Well, I know you want to be in there because it's against the stamps, but are, like, how quick is this going for you? Are you, Got the playbook um, ready to go practicing.
3: I've learned, I've learned the whole playbook and you know, guys are like, yo, did this guy just learned the whole playbook already? <laughs> like, it's been like, I've been up all night, uh, going in early, uh, meeting meetings with the coaches. Like I've been getting there at like 6am in the mornings. Uh, we don't start the day until like nine. So I have my, get my workout in have my breakfast. And then I'm, I'm in, I'm in it and I'm after practice, I'm meeting with the coaches, uh, you know, stand there watching film on my own and just that's just what I am though. That's you know what I mean? Like I'm a football junkie. I told you that before, <laughs> I am. I just love it. So, you know, it's a fun challenge to me because I like to prove guys like there's no way he's gonna learn this this fast. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, sure. fun to- well, and I
2: feel like you'd be that way either way, but like legit does it at all like motivate you more that it's Calgary, your former team this weekend?
3: It's it's a little wild if you look at it. It's like if you're reading a book, right, about you know the uh, myself for, for over a year, which I'm going to write a book at some point about all this what I've done. Um, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better scenario. You could not ask for a better next chapter. Um, you know, so and then it's like the, for it to be for me to get in a certain time, and then it's the last game of the CFL week on a Sunday, <laughs> like after yeah. a while. You got enough time, a little bit more time to prepare, right? So, you know, like um Calgary's been good to me. Um, I enjoyed my time there. Like I always say, uh, I have no like you know ill will towards anybody there or none of that. But you know, that's just how I am. I carry a chip on my shoulder. I look for, I look for a chip in the trash can anywhere to find anything to motivate me. So you know, I'm always going to be motivated.
2: Yeah, like I don't want to be out here saying it's personal. That's not what I'm trying to say. Like obviously, right. You know? <laughs> You came back to Calgary. You've gone back to places where you've played. So, you know, you're a smart enough businessman to not be burning those bridges. But, yeah, I can just – I don't know. I just have a feeling. Like, there's a couple guys every once in a while who have a feeling. It's like you want to show the coaches. You want to show everybody what I they're
3: missing. You know, they know me. You yeah. know what I mean? Those guys Calgary, they know me. So, what's understood doesn't really have to be explained. You know what I mean? they like, They know me. They know me. They know what – they know me. They know me really well. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: you're at ninety two. Are you gonna do a hundred this year? Like, is that the goal this season? Get to a hundred?
3: Definitely. Most definitely. Like, I'm confident with that. Like, I feel great. That's why I trained the way I trained with my time out because I knew uh, I would be in a situation like this um as far as like you know just coming in and you know getting opportunity and having to make an immediate impact or you know having to you know come in and just be myself so I'm I'm very confident that I will
2: it does feel like I was talking to Charleston like a few weeks back and he was saying like this is a year where like has a dn do you want to play Cause it just feels like there are sacks out there when you've been watching has it felt that way
3: when I've been watching yeah it feels that way so we'll see I don't know I haven't played a game yet so
2: you know, we'll see yeah, <laughs> but your body's like—I mean, I, I always wonder. Like, you were able to train to the level where like you're good to go. Like, it's like you—you've had a training camp basically.
3: Played uh, like I trained twice a day during the whole time I was out um, running. I'm on the field. I'm pass rushing. I'm running hills. I'm conditioning. I'm doing pool work. I actually trained more than you do in a practice week the whole time that I was out, and I did that on purpose. So yeah, I feel great. Sick.
2: And then real quick, like you you got there, you, you joined the Alouettes. You like the group that they have? Like it feels like that's a tight group. And I I mean, no. I'm saying that from a long way away. So I can't like I, you know, I have no proof of that. But it does seem like that's a group like they kind of want to fight for each other, play for each other. Yeah,
3: I enjoy it. You look at the game going against Toronto. Um, you got a team that's traveled from Montreal all the way to the other side of the country to BC to play a team that's not a slouch it's one of the best teams in the cfl right now and then to come back and play the team that has the best record in the cfl and take them down to the wire so it went on four days you know so t- different time zones so they, they they're gonna you know they showed a lot of heart in that game they competed a lot i just want to add to something that's already great to me you know what i mean so it's a. I'm just thankful for the opportunity, and I can't wait till whenever that time is to hit the ground running. Can't wait. It's perfect, man. Um, Do
2: the Owls? The Owls don't come back here to Calgary, right?
3: I have haven't even looked that far. Fair enough. Yeah, I can't mention. Don't you look that far down the line when they come to you? That, yeah, that's fair.
2: <laughs> that's fair. I haven't looked at anything past Labor Day, so I don't know what their schedule is. So I don't know if we're going to get to see you here. Um, It'd be good if
3: we did. But it's good to see you back, man. It's just good to have you back in the league. Um, oh, good to be back. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Um, can't wait. <laughs> right.
2: All right. Well, good luck, man. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate thanks it. So.
3: Lot. Hey, thanks a lot. See you soon.
2: <laughs> All right. That was Sean Lemon. Just a quick check-in. You know the guy. Joined the Montreal l o s Spent a lot of time here in Calgary. Um, we had one. One of our very first shows. Sean Lemon. Good dude. Anyways, he was brought to you by... Brazier and fig, Uh, delicious. Elevated cheese and charcuterie made with fresh fresh artisanal provisions. On-demand grazing for pickup or delivery. You can do either. You know, go pick it up, bring it to your picnic, get it delivered. If you're in a rush, don't have time to leave the house. Got kids running around. I don't don't know why. But whatever reason you want, it's perfectly valid. Get it delivered. Beyond that, yeah. I mean, they got these ready-to-go cheese and charcuterie boxes, curated with local and artisanal ingredients. Four sizes every occasion. I recommend the biggest one you want. I don't know. Or a small one. Whatever you want. A big, a big, bigger, biggest. Even bigger than that. Four sizes. Uh, but I generally get the the personal size one. That's what I'm going to be eating here on air uh, pretty soon. But anyways, all their boxes do come with meat, cheese, dried fruit, fresh fruit, nuts, olives, pickles, and carrots. And their selections vary from month to month. So, you know, you have one one month. You try a new one the next month. Maybe you like it better. Um, They're all great. Fraser and Fig. These guys rule. They're up here in Marta Loop. Check them out. Beyond that, I don't know. We're wrapping up here. Um, What an episode. It's been a week. Um, Lots and lots of things to talk about here in Calgary. Obviously, James Waters looks out for the season. That means they trade for Jaeger Davis. That means Sean Lemon, who we just had on. It actually doesn't mean it. It's not consecutive, but Sean Lemon has also joined the Montreal Alouettes. Lots of movement around the league. Um, Sort of a fun, fun schedule this week hamilton ottawa has more intrigue than we think it does i just like ottawa i like that team it's cool to see a young guy in dustin crumb make a difference and honestly i like the way that they played against the stamps um you can beat them deep that's for sure you can definitely beat them deep they gotta look at their coverage on the deep ball um because the stamps killed them there um but other than that there's lots of like about that hamilton team then you got sask and toronto i'm pretty sure i'm not allowed to talk or write about the cfl if i don't acknowledge that as touchdown atlantic over that in the intro. Um, great. It's in Halifax. I hope that everyone has a great time. Uh, Toronto should absolutely smoke them. Uh and then BC Edmonton. It's at home. Maybe Edmonton pulls it off. They won't. They won't. There's no, there's no hope. Um, I don't care that it's Dane Evans. Dane Evans is a good quarterback, in my opinion. So these BC Lions, I imagine, improved to six and one. The Edmonton Elks 0-8. That's probably that's my prediction. Um I've been wrong before, but I won't be wrong this time. Um, I feel bad for everyone up and out of Nintendo. Our friend Jerry Motajong came on. He was a defeated and broken man when we had him on a couple weeks ago. Just a, an elite-level interview. Check that out if you haven't. And then Calgary-Montreal, tough game for Calgary, but also a game they really need to win. Um, tough August ahead for them. I don't know. It's Montreal. I, I think this team's going to be good. I can't wait to see Lemon play. Just <laughs> Sean Lemon motivated against these Calgary Stampeders. Like, it's what it's what you want. That's gonna be a lot of fun. So anyway, good 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 weekend here. Um that's fun. We'll be back to talk about it Monday morning. Uh I think Monday morning. Hard to imagine it not being Monday morning. Um But here we are, guys. I don't know. This is Live from the 55. We do what we can. Appreciate you guys coming, and checking us out. Um Yeah, have a good have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Hit me up. Live from the fifty five. Fraser and Fig. Love their circuit reports. Thanks, guys.